0: Good evening, my rabbi. Say we are about to embark on a new cheshbon vashnayim veeshem number twenty-two. But before we go to cheshbon twenty-two, just came across an unbelievable svarney, Rabbi Vadia Sfarnoy, a great Italian sage. We have his pirish here in the chumish. Says something this week's pirish. A moment, we find something that is pertinent to what we're learning. Of course, a kashboh who throws it in all over the place. What we're learning comes up right in the weekly parsha. We have to mention it. So this is something still from Chesman twenty-one, that Mishnah that we repeated several times over. Kala mekayim and kala mavatla vatla meini. So listen to the way the svarna brings it out in the parsha. Hashem says to Moshe Rabbeinu, I mean, this is a Perak Yud Aleph, Pasach Aleph, here at Parshas Boy. Hashem says to Moshe, I have one more plague to send and bring upon Mitzrayim. And after that, Yishalach Eschemizeh. He will send you out. Kishalachoi, as he sent out. kola completely, everyone. Goresh, Yegoresh Eschemizeh. He will certainly, surely, surely chase you out from here. So the Seforno says he will send you out as he sent you out. What do you mean he will send you out as he sent you out? If he didn't send you out yet, how could he say he will send you out like he did send you out? So the Sephardi says it's talking about a different sending out. Namely, when he sent you, Moshe and Aaron, from away from his face, he says, get out of here. I don't want to see you anymore. And he banned you from the palace. When he did that, says the B'Shevet with his anger and disdain. Like he says, and they were banished from before para. He says, I don't want to see you anymore. Just the in the Parag before, Per Perikud Pasakir Aleph. So when he did that, Hashem says. I will make him, as we say in the, in the uh, as the saying goes, I'll make him eat his words. In other words, if he didn't want to listen, not the first time, not the second time, when he, when he had an opportunity to send you out willingly, I will force him to send you out. And just like there, he banished you and he was upset about it. Here too, he's going to have no say in the matter and he's going to have to send you out and he's also going to be upset about it. Says the Sephardim like this. There he only banished you from in front of him. But now he's gonna be Goresh, ye as kulchem, he's gonna to have to send out all of the Jews from the entire place. Ki omnam zem midas baruchu. This is the way of righteous justness, justice for Makarish Baroku. when a person is stubborn what he's supposed to do, a person is stubborn, he says, I'm not going to do what Hashem wants me to do, I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. We can never escape Hashem. We're going to do whatever He wants us to do, by hook or by crook. We see this in the whole history of the world. Hashem is bringing the world to the place where He wants us to get, ultimately to reveal his oneness and Ring Mashiach. But there's no escaping. Just like Yoyin HaNovi, which read about on Yom Kippur. He thought he could escape. I'll run away to the ocean. I can't get prophets in the ocean. I'll jump into the ocean. Shem says, I'll bring you right back. He swallows him up into the belly of a, of a, of a fish, spits him out back onto the land. And Shem says, you can't run away. You can't run away. And if you try to run away, you're still going to have to do it. But then you're going to do it gritting your teeth. Then you're going to do it being upset. You're going to do anyway what you're trying to run away from doing. You're going to do so in sorrow. And then it's not going to be as, as uh, meaningful. It's not going to be taken as well by Hashem. Because, like, yeah, you're doing it grudgingly. He brings the same passage that we read last night in the Rambam. That's the same idea. That when we don't do it willingly, when we don't do it with joy, when we don't do it when we're supposed to do it, Hashem says you're going to have to do it anyway. Like the simple marshal, You tell your kid to clean up his room. Nah, I'm not doing it. Please, you have to clean up your room. I can't, I'm too tired, I'm not doing it. Right? He's going to do it anyway, because he's not coming to the supper table until he cleans up the room. So then finally he's going to do it, but then he's all upset because he's waiting, he's going to come late to supper, but he has to do it anyway. Instead, he could have done the first time when his mother asked him to clean up his room. He says, sure, Ma, I'll do it. I'll do it with joy. Keep it of aim, I get a mitzvah, my room will look nice. That's why Hashem treats us. Hashem says, do it. Be, be happy that you're doing it. Be happy you have this mitzvah. Because if not, you're going to do it anyway. So he, he he says, you see this coming out from Parai. You see how it, it, it bears out from Parai himself that Parai was stubborn. And Parai says, no, I don't want to let them out. And someone says, no, you know what, I'm not going to let them out. You know what, you, you two people, Moshe and am are trying to get get out of here. Shem says, that's what you're going to be forced to do. You're going to say, get out of here. You're going to banish all of them from before you, and you're going to have no say in the matter. You're going to be forced to send them out. And says the Sferna, like the Mishnah says in Pirkei the same Mishnah once again. So we get the Mishnah from the Chavos we got the Mishnah from the, from the Svanay over here, we got the Mishnah from the Rambam, all from different points, but really one central theme. This idea that a Kodosh says, you have to do certain things in this world, that's why we're here. And we can do it begrudgingly, or we can do it with joy. But when we don't do it with joy, Hashem says, because you didn't do it with simcha, over with gladness of heart, May when you had everything, everything was going well for you. And yet, nah, sometimes when things are going too well, we get a little bit uh, too arrogant. We think, you know, the world belongs to us and we can make the choices. I mean, look how much money I made in the stock market this year. I must be smart, right? Yeah, a little mazel, you know. So people get to think that and then they think they're in charge and then Hashem has to, tell, to show them who's in charge and you're going to do it anyway. We're going to have to do it. So, this is the Sphonai again, Perikir Aleph, Poseg Aleph here in Parshas B'ay Okay, Rabbi, say, let's move on now to Cheshman 22. The 22nd Cheshman, 22nd accounting, a uh, self introspection, a little bit of contemplation and to a new idea and that is khashbaniyim nafshi person should make a khashbanum himself in his arvai ibn adam when he has to associate and mingle and mix together ibn adam with other human beings asylum, with just managing the world Man, you need to keep the world going for the betterment of society, for the betterment of the world. For example, you need people to plow, you need people to harvest, you need people to do business transactions, and all sorts of things. All sorts of things that for the betterment of society, for people to be able to live in this world, you need other people. So this idea, this is the contemplation. You can't do it yourself. If a person had to do everything himself, he has to go manufacture the item that he needs. Yeah? Then he has to make sure it's done. Then he has to bring it to his house. There's a lot of work. Like the Gemara tells us, the Gemara Barakas says, ches ben zayma, observed. Do you know what Adam Marishan had to go through until he was able to eat one piece of bread? One slice of bread. Adam, you know what he had to do? There were no bakeries in Gan Eden. You know? There were no trucks that made deliveries of fresh bread. In those days, it's hard to believe this, but those days in Gan Eden, there wasn't even fresh direct that you could call up and they'd deliver with a truck... Or Amazon will come with a drone and drop off some fresh bread in the morning. You know what other Rishon had to do to get bread? So the Gemara tells us, he had to plow, he had to plant, he had to harvest, he had to bundle together, he had to thresh, he had to winnow, he had to select, he had to grind, he had to sift, he had to knead, and then he baked his bread. By that time, he lost his appetite. But there was no one else to rely on. Adam Rishon was alone in the world. And then he was able to eat. So Ben Zayma observed this. Look at this phenomenon. When you have a person alone in the world, he has to do everything. Otherwise, he won't eat any bread. He has to do everything from, from the, uh, catching the, uh, the animals to be able to pull off the hide to be able to soak the hide, to be able to make it into a garment to wear, and then tailor it to size, all of this has to do himself. Says Ben Vani, this is all the Gemara, Vani, Mashkim, I wake up and it's all there before me. Look at that. I wake up and there's fresh bread on the table. Or you go to the store and you buy it. But... All of the, the whole process, till it got to that point? Do we ever think about that? The kamayiki as he got them until he found the bag in Lubash, and I go to the store and I find it. What's the what's the shot So Ben is pointing out this phenomenon. The point is we have to appreciate that when we live in a world with other people, and Ruvain puts in some of the work, and Shimon does another part of the the process, And then Levi does a third, and Yehudah does a fourth. So then, when we all work in harmony, because we realize that we need one another, because it's much too difficult to do it on our own, so then we have a new thing to think about. What is that? This is what the Khamer Samaav are bringing out. When we realize that we really need other people to help us out, we need to work together as a community, as a society, as a people, to be able to be productive and get what we need to in this world. So then that should lead us to That I should want to desire and love for them what I desire and love for myself. And I should despise for them what I despise, what I don't like done to me, I shouldn't do to them to have compassion on them, to empathize with a person, with the other people. And to try to block, to try to protect and push away as much as you can. Masha Yazik, could harm them. So this is the idea. Where does this come from? Is this, uh, is this just a, uh, a therapy lesson? Is this uh, modern psychology or is this like Jewish? Where does it come from? And you should love your friend like you love yourself. So it's very interesting. Chavazavav is putting this famous posuk, which Rabbi Kiva said, This is a main principle of our Torah. A main principle is love your fellow Jew like you love yourself. And Khazvab is saying to to put it into uh, easier terms, to put it into perspective, to be able to look at it in a in even in not such a non religious way, but just in a in a pragmatic way, is that realise we need other people. And when we work together, then we can accomplish a lot. And but if I'm trying to take whatever I can for myself, then we end up with nothing will end, because he's going to explain a little bit more, get a little bit deeper into it with his marshal. But there's the uh, there's a famous line from Reb Chaim Shmulevitz, the Gemara in Sanhedrin, I believe it's Davchof, says Shekh Achein is one generation, Hevel in another generation Isha Yiras Hashem Oh, that's the generation of Rabbi Yehuda Why? What was so great about the generation Yehuda Bar-Eloi? they would have, the poverty was so great that they'd have six people using one blanket for all of them, and yet they learned Torah. So, Sheker achen that's the generation of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Midbar. Hevel HaYefi, that's Yeshua. What? The the amount of Torah, they learned the Moshe Rabbeinu's time in Har Sinai, and Yeshua's time, that's Sheker, that's Hevel, compared to Rabbi Udabari Loy's times had such poverty, and yet they still learned that's Isha that, Yir As Hashem, That's the best. So, Reb Chaim used to ask, How is it possible? How is it possible six people fitting under one blanket? He says, It's possible when you each person makes sure that the other guy is covered. When each one makes sure the other one is covered, then they're all covered. But when each one is trying to pull it, to himself, pull it to himself, then nobody's covered. That's really this idea here. When we realize that we really need everybody, we need to work together to accomplish what we need to accomplish, that puts the whole, the Recha into a new perspective. HaGutenacht.